Welcome back to New World Next Week. I'm James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. And I am James Evan Pilato of MediaMonarchy.com. The cruel Pele pen of fame gushes with praise for Sinead. We've got that story, plus meat allergies. But first, in searching for a common enemy against whom we can unite, we came up with the idea that pollution, the threat of global warming, water shortages, famine, and the like would fit the bill. Club of Rome. And the era of global boiling has arrived. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres warned that climate change has reached a terrifying level, with July on track to go down as the Earth's hottest month on record, portending greater consequences ahead if stronger action isn't taken to reduce fossil fuel consumption. The era of global warming has ended, Guterres told reporters in New York. The era of global boiling has arrived. The air is unbreathable, except at ground zero. The heat is unbearable and the level... I I could never miss an opportunity to mention that, James. The air is unbreathable, the heat is unbearable, and the level of fossil fuel profits and climate inaction is unacceptable. Guterres cited data from the World Meteorological Organization and the EU's Copernicus Climate Change Service to claim that July will be the hottest month ever recorded. Humanity is in the hot seat, he says. For scientists, it is unequivocal. Humans are to blame. All this entirely consistent with predictions and repeated warnings. The only surprise is the speed of the change, and we'll include the video of him ranting about this, taking on record temperatures, UN chiefs call to action, the United Nations, it's on YouTube. But we also have, to fly in the face of all this, the boiling ocean updates from dailyskeptic.org. Florida sea temperature record drops 15 degrees in 48 hours. Last week, the BBC reported that the seawater along the tip of Florida had exceeded hot tub temperatures of 37.8 centigrade. That would be 100 American Fahrenheit in recent days, making it potentially the hottest ever measured. The Guardian was in fine alarmist form as well, noting that the Florida recording posed a threat to human food supplies and the livelihoods of those working in the water. Similar hysteria was to be found all across mainstream media. Alas, curiously missing from all the excitable coverage was a note that just 48 hours later, the temperature plummeted to around 85 degrees Fahrenheit, dropping 15 degrees. And finally, from whatsupwiththat.com, on the Great Barrier Reef, a story of activist histrionics and genuine progress. The Great Barrier Reef Doing pretty well. It will not be recommended for inclusion on the endangered list by the United Nations World Heritage Body that is Julian Huxley's UNESCO. Hot enough for you, James? Uh, You know, actually not. I've been thinking to myself, you know, this isn't isn't the hottest summer I think I've ever felt here in Japan. (laughs) But at any rate, at any rate, wow, it's hot in July. Wow, let's, let's break out the press conferences. So I have studiously avoided the idiocracy references for many years. But at this point, I cannot look at the absolute, the absolute imbecilic nature of the propaganda that we are expected to swallow right now and not draw the obvious comparison to the idiocracy of the future. Ow, my balls on the Baden network. Global Global heating? No. Global global warming? No. Global boiling. It's it's boiling. Oh no, what do we do? It it has reached absolute just I, I can't I, there are no words to express how utterly in contempt I hold the people 
Not only the people who are promoting this, but the people for whom this propaganda is intended. It is for literal children at this point, and they are dumbing it down to lower than the lowest common den denominator. But having said that, if we want some actual reality um, with regards to the, the insanity that is being reported on right now, we could turn to places like off Guardian, you might have heard the recent claims that this is the hottest July in 100,000 years. <laughs> yeah, because they have accurate records of uh, the, uh, the the global average temperature in 78,000 BC. But anyway, um, Off Guardian had a recent post. Reality check. No, we didn't just have the hottest week in 100,000 years, where they go through the, the absolute imbecility of that claim. Um, if you want to get some actual real data from a real actual scientist, uh, you could turn to DrRoySpencer.com, where he does have the UAH global temperature update for July 2023, noting that this is the warmest July on record, global average, that is, temperature on record, as in the satellite record, which extends back 100,000 years? Oh no, uh, about 44 years to 1979. <laughs> um, and the second war it's tied for the second warmest temperature anomaly, i.e. the departure from normal for any given month um, in that 44-year period. So there is something happening. What could it possibly be related to? Is it the, the steady and slow increase in carbon dioxide in the atmosphere that has suddenly caused the highest, the second warmest anomaly shift in, in all of uh, the temperature record for the satellite data? No, of course not. It has to be something else. What could, possi what could possibly account for this? Well, as American Thinker has a, a post up, um, what NASA and the European Space Agency are admitting, but the media are failing to report about our current heat wave. Um, and they note that the the Hunga Tonga Hunga Hapai volcano that erupted in January um, has increased uh, water vapor in the atmosphere to a record extent. Um, this is one of the largest underwater volcano eruptions that has ever taken place. And it has released apparently uh, the, uh, an amount of water vapor into Earth's stratosphere that is equal to 10% of the water already present in the atmospheric layer. Um, so you have European Space Agency uh, scientists talking about how this is absolutely unprecedented. Um, NASA, uh, J JPL scientists saying we've never seen anything like it. Um, there's, uh, there's a lot of data that we could point to along those lines. But essentially the idea that this incredible release of water vapor into the stratosphere might have something to do with this increase in temperature. Hmm, let's see if we can connect those dots, but we're not allowed to connect those dots because of course, no, it isn't about anything like that. It's about you are pissing off the weather gods. And remember, Brondo is what plants crave and oh boy, the weather gods don't like that carbon dioxide stuff, right? I know science. Of course, don't ask, I don't know, a Nobel laureate in physics like uh, Dr. Uh, John Clauser, who um, was disinvited from the IMF for daring to say that he doesn't believe that there is a climate crisis. So now he can't go and talk about climate models to the IMF as he was originally scheduled to because he doesn't believe in the weather god narrative. So anyway, classic problem reaction setup. But what are we going to do about it? That's the question. If only our superiors could come along and engineer uh, some sort of solution to this crisis that they that is being caused here. Man, I, I just hope they have something waiting in the wings for us. It's, it's going to be served up hot and fresh here in just a few moments, James. You remind me, though, uh, 
Mike Judge sidebar. You remind me about the Idiocracy documentary. Mike Judge is actually working on a new cartoon about the pharmaceutical industry and what would happen if, you know, natural cures actually... The description of it sounded sounded pretty crazy. We'll see if it ends up being as, as good as it sounded in the, in the description. And we're talking tens of thousands of years, let alone hundreds of thousands of years. That's just a small blip when you think Time Magazine and Radiohead were just telling me, Ice Age coming, Ice Age, all those covers, all those songs. But now we're back to maybe the grand solar, what, maximum? Or it's volcanoes. In other weather war news, in energy industry fears White House will declare, something we talked about many, many months ago here on New World Next Week, COVID-like climate emergencies. And yes, indeed, Klaus Schwab's daughter, Nicole. We were recently just introduced to Alex Soros. Now we've got Nicole Schwab saying permanent climate lockdowns are coming, whether you like it or not. And the current prime minister of the UK, who I believe is enjoying the lowest ratings of his career so far, Rishi Sunak defends his private jet journeys as most efficient use of my time. So again, r- r- rules for thee, but not for me. So as you noted, if that's the, the setup to the joke, then here comes the punchline. CDC warns red meat allergy caused by ticks in emerging public health concern. Grabbing this from our buddy Doug at blacklistednews.com, the U.S. Center for Disease Creation says that meat, red meat allergies caused by certain certain types of ticks is an emerging public health concern after two studies found that the phenomenon is on the rise. Alpha-gal syndrome, alpha-gal, G-A-L, or A-G-S, because you got to have an acronym, is a serious and potentially life-threatening allergic reaction that comes after people eat red meat or consume products that have alpha-gal, a type of sugar found in most mammals, according to the CDC. The syndrome is caused by the lone star tick, which can transfer alpha-gal into an individual's body. As a result, the body can develop an immune response to the sugar whenever one consumes it. The Lone Star Tick, or Ablioma Americanum, can be found across the southeastern and eastern United States, as well as Mexico, parts of Canada. The tick has a single spot on its back, earning the Lone Star name. It's also known as the Northeastern Water Tick, or the Turkey Tick. Unlike deer ticks, the Lone Star Tick has a smaller chance of transmitting Lyme disease. However, it can transmit a range of other diseases to people such as monocytropic ehrlichiosis, James, tularemia, and southern tick-associated rash illnesses. There have also been reports that a vector is in the heartland virus. The tick generally lives, as ticks do, I'm pretty sure, if I remember from being a little kid, wooded areas also where white-tailed deer reside. It can also be found in areas between grassy and forested ecosystems, thick underbrush, high grass to attach to its victims. I remember at night in summer coming inside and my parents would be like, okay, let me check your head real quick. And we would check for ticks. It was a regular thing in the summer. And this is the 70s and 80s I'm talking about. The number of suspected AGS cases in the United States have increased substantially since 2010, and states with established populations of Lone Star ticks are most affected, although suspected AGS cases were also identified in areas outside of the ticks' range, the CDC said in a report this week. 
As for the AGS meat allergy, it can manifest as anaphylaxis, a life-threatening allergic reaction characterized by a sudden constriction of airways and a drop in blood pressure, that according to the NIH. Researchers say that unlike allergic reactions to other foods, which are generally immediate, AGS reactions can occur three to six hours after eating red meat. AGS symptoms can include a rash, hives, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, shortness of breath, stomach pain, and heartburn. Symptoms can be mild to severe. If you have any of these symptoms, please contact your insurance company drug dealer posing as a doctor immediately. James, we talked about this. We talked about this in 2019. House orders Pentagon to say if it weaponized ticks and released them. I believe our actual episode title was House to Pentagon. Did you weaponize ticks? Did we ever get an answer to that question? Meanwhile, we do have some of our buddy T-Lab's coverage. Robert Cadillac claims vaccine research caused COVID, talks about tick bioweapons and vaccines to stop meat eating. Now that's com- crazy conspiracy talk, but the lamestream misdirection continues, James. Alpha-gal syndrome, this is from the BBC, and again, everything we say is always included in the show notes. Meat allergy linked to tick bites rising, CDC says. But as we were talking about it, James, in in my chat, we talked about this this morning on my Morning Monarchy. Ticks have been biting animals and people, I think, forever. So why has alpha-gal only now become an issue? So why is that? Fun fact, alpha-gal is used in vaccine manufacturing. Gelatin-containing vaccines for varicella, zoster, measles, mumps, and rubella include basophil activation in patients with alpha-gal syndrome, March 18th, 2021. The planning, James, just really seems impeccable. Uh, It does, doesn't it? And yes, it lines up very well for people who watched uh, episode 405 of the Corbett Report on designing humans for fun and profit. You will remember that interesting clip that I played in there of Dr. Matthew Liao, the esteemed scientist speaking at the World Science Festival back in 2016 about the possibility of editing humans in order to combat climate change. Editing humans? What do you mean? Well, of course, as we all know, eating meat is bad for the environment. It's bad for the climate because, of course, the weather gods don't like it when you eat meat and electrolytes is what plants crave. And so, therefore, wouldn't it be great if we reduced meat consumption? But how do we do that? People like eating meat. Well, how about if we actually edited human beings so that they were allergic to meat? But how can we do that? And he specifically talked about the Lone Star Tick, and do you know, actually, it can give you a bite that will actually make you allergic to meat. I can explain the mechanism of that later, blah, blah, blah. And then he goes on to talk about how this could, this could actually be quite a useful thing. So, yes. Oh, great. Now we have the, rea- the solution to the problem and reaction of the weather god phenomenon. What we need to do is start getting people allergic to meat. And, whoa, lo and behold, the Lone Star Tick is suddenly going crazy and is biting people all over the place and everybody's getting allergic to meat. What an remarkable coinkydink. Right? Or at least that is what we are expected to believe. Total nonsense, of course, top to bottom. But um, I will direct people to our previous work on this particular subject, as you just referenced. And the update to that, uh, that was um, back in 2019 in the 2020 Defense Authorization Bill. The House version of that bill passed with a specific clause directing the DOD Inspector General to issue a report answering the question, did you weaponize ticks? 
I, as far as I know, that clause, um, amazingly enough, was taken out when the bill was harmonized with the Senate version. So as far as I know, there was never an inspector general report issued on that. If I'm wrong on that, please, someone out there, let me know. I would love to read the inspector general report on that topic. I just don't think it actually happened. But we have talked about this subject and Lyme disease and the uh, Plum Island and all of that history. If you don't know about that, go see that. We had a lot of references in there. Also, Ryan Christian, Last American Vagabond, has been covering this recently and uh, did a great job uh, the other day talking about this. So I will direct you to that as well. But I would just say, generally speaking, when the Centers for Disease Creation and Propagation tell you about an emerging health threat, you probably should take note, not because of the phony baloney cover story that they give for where this came from or why it's a threat to you, but because there is a deeper agenda at work with regards to this. And for me, what really I find deeply troubling about this is that this is such an irroborous snake eating its own tail, perfect circularity of propaganda that I... I definitely see them pushing this in the future. Maybe not alpha gal, not maybe not in this particular way, but um, ticks and other other insects as vectors for the next bioweapon release. Absolutely a possibility. And uh, on that uh, particular note, uh, uh, where was I going with that? There was something very specific that I wanted to say with regard to oh the the circularity of this narrative. Because yeah, why is the Lone Star Tick suddenly going crazy and suddenly going every? It's because of climate change. Because of climate change, now it has a. It's going. It's going further north. It's going into different territories. So this, this friends, this is nature fighting back, and we better be scared of this vector-borne virus illness that's going around now. And and oh, by the way, it's making you allergic to meat. But that's a good thing, actually. Just craziness. This this hits so many agenda items that there's no way that they aren't going to push this further in the future. So I'll definitely have more to say about this. But I hope people will check the references we put in the show notes so they can get caught up to speed on this. It really has been kind of coming all together on these last just several months of shows, James, where everyone feels every one of these episodes almost feels like a classic New World Next Week episode in that the biggest, most important elements and the biggest prongs in the New World Order are being put into place. I talk about Fort Dietrich a lot, but yes, Plum Island. They Essentially, people run a search, Plum Island, Lyme disease? They tacitly admit, well, yeah, some of the experiments we did at our Plum Island bio lab may have gotten out, and that's the whole reason Lyme disease exists in the first place. And we, James, remember, we heard about that when we were little kids. It's been around for a long time. And what did they write about in Project for the New American Century at whatever point in whatever chapter that bioweapons, and I believe they're specifically talking about race-specific bioweapons, could be a politically useful tool maybe in the future. So James, we're doing our part by buying half a local cow tomorrow from a small local independent farmer. My wife has actually met them, been to the place so that's, that's, again, one small part to kind of fly in the face of that. What can you do? Probably can't count on Whole Foods or Kroger to, to, to keep, keep with it, as we've been joking and laughing, of course, about corporations that feign to align with your political beliefs at times. In completely unrelated news, next pandemic could spring from U.S. meat supply. New report finds that's from USA Today. I think they had that on like the front page of the of the physical newspaper. And also lab-grown meat may actually be worse for the environment. 
you're watching New World Next Week, episode 525. It's kind of getting to the late summer, and James, this is really kind of silly season where lots of strange things happen. And as they say, you don't introduce a new product in August because everybody's out off doing all kinds of things. That's why you wait till September to introduce your War of Terror and those types of things. And there's really, gosh, only 16 short months until the next most important selection ever. And the Crapital Riot keeps the fake left legit shook. A quick roundup of stories for our third segment here on this Neural Next Week. DJ Trump indicted for January 6th on top of the other prosecutions against him. Once in future king, Donald Trump has just been charged with conspiracy to defraud the U.S., obstructing an official proceeding, conspiracy against rights, and more. Meanwhile, on the other side of the fake political paradigm, in 2018, Hunter Biden paid a Russian pimp 25 grand from daddy's bank account and the Secret Service kind of freaked out. Those and many other things we have been learning again about the two-party illusion. Meanwhile, the news that the government, the criminal U.S. government, may be in possession of non-human biological matter and UFOs was met with surprising apathy online. The announcement spawned lots of memes, but many of them signaled how disinterested users are with the findings. Are aliens real? People online don't seem to care either way. We want the Epstein client list, as I've been shouting for years. We want the Epstein client list. Eh, best I can do is rehash old Usenet rumors. I also have an update on our radio story from a couple of weeks ago. AM radio for every vehicle act headed to the Senate floor for a vote. The act which would mandate AM radios in automobiles as a safety feature through the Department of Transportation is now eligible for a full Senate vote. James, I'm sure they'll try it, you know, as you were just talking. The jiggery pokery of like, ah, we took out the good stuff and I put in some self-serving things, but it passed. It still has the same name, see? And finally, as I've also been yelling about for years, the punks got the MAGA jabs. Remember, quick, quick sidebar. Calling the so-called COVID vaccines MAGA jabs is a great way to insult both sides of the fake political paradigm. The punks got the MAGA jabs while baseball players actually said no to it. But Morrissey will always Morrissey. Morrissey excoriates the cancer culture music biz that glorifies Sinead O'Connor in her death, but didn't help her when she needed it. Just some of the choice moments. The cruel playpen of fame gushes with praise for Sinead today with the usual moronic labels of icon and legend. You only praise her now because it's too late. You hadn't the guts to support her when she was alive and she was looking for you. Tomorrow, the fawning fops flip back to their online shit posts and their cozy cancer culture and their moral superiority and their obituaries of parroted vomit. Even his, like, angry letters to the editor are better written than, than most pop music today. Smith's Morrissey fans know that he's talked about this stuff before in his songs about how the major labels can't wait to make a bunch of best-ofs and crappy merchandise after they're dead. At the record company party, at last, a dead star. So, James, that is a quickie New World Next Week roundup of stories. What, what about them aliens? <laughs> I'll start being concerned about intelligent life on other planets once I encounter signs of it on our planet, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, thank you for pointing out, yeah, the MAGA jab. 
I, I hope more people start using that because that is a great way of poking holes in both sides and going, yeah, or or uh, warp speed injection or whatever you want to use to point out the uh, the real nature of this and the fact that it is absolutely both sides of the controlled fake two-party um, oligopoly um, that is ruling over you. And on that note, if anybody has any, uh, you know, great little little things that we can use to needle the stupid bo- global boiling narrative that they're coming up with now L- leave the uh, leave the suggestions in the comments i'm sure we would all appreciate getting some more ideas for how to poke holes in things with some with a nice little packaged phrase like that a little weaponized phrase so salute to you for mega jabs i like that <laughs> i do i i have taken lots of phrases and, and terms from people i usually try and source and cite them i think i came up with mega jabs though uh, James, a couple of other just quick, any thoughts on Trump or Biden and RFK and Secret Service coverage and any of that junk? Is there Mike a Vick. selection happening? I've, I don't know. Yeah. It's just any, any minute now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my other last question is, when are you going to get into the Smiths and Morrissey? Hey, we listened to some Smiths <laughs> when you were here, remember? It's true. That's true. You did. You 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 put put on some. I busted out the best of. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you. We'll get you a turntable. We'll do all that stuff. We'll, we'll work on all that stuff. <laughs> that is New World Next Week episode five hundred and twenty-five, and we have run NewWorldNextWeek.com, the store now for the last couple of years, and you can find all kinds of corporate report documentaries. Again, put onto physical media that you can give to your family. You can get donate to the library, and it's a lot harder for Chris Hayes and the MSNBC to gripe and complain and get those documentaries kicked off. Speaking of that specifically, Federal Reserve documentary and Big Oil DVDs have been reordered. One of those boxes may have actually already just landed a little bit ago, James. Uh, 2009 Corbett Reports USB archives have been restocked. Those are ready to ready to be shipped out to you. Meanwhile, hats and shirts and absolutely zero snake oil. I have the post office box down here in New Mexico for folks that don't do the digital money thing or perhaps want to send cash that's, of course, well concealed. Checks made out to Media Monarchy. If you have questions about that, of course, you can always reach out to me, James at MediaMonarchy.com. We'll have all of this, of course, included the PO box and all the addresses and the ways to support both of our work. Next week's my birthday, James, so no show, but that is New World Next Week, 525, buddy. Awesome. Well, thank you again, and I'm looking forward to it in two weeks. All right, buddy. Thanks so much, man. Take care. Take care.